welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Stephen Talk Soccer Podcast. I'm back again with my favorite co-host, with your favorite co-host, Nari. Yes, sir. Nari in the building. What's going on? Back in the building again, man. This guy ever Back present, at it like a man. crack addict. You know what they say. Oh, wow. I've never heard that one before. That's a special oh, my, one. My bad, my bad. Too far. <laughs> <laughs> we just started 20, 20 seconds. My guy's going off. Man. Yeah, That's I'm ready. I'm ready. Start off the Let's podcast. go. Let's go. But um, yeah, we're back again as always. Uh, this is not going to be a footy inside episode. Those those are coming up very, 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 very soon. I do want to say a big shout out and a big thank you to all you guys that are supporting. We thank really, you. really appreciate it. I say this every episode, but I have to mention it to let you guys know that the support is well appreciated. It's well noticed. Uh, I see the people in Frankfurt. You guys are showing some big love. I've seen some love from Morocco. Up, up to Frankfurt. Big, Respect. big love in Morocco too. Casablanca. I see you all guys. Right. It's crazy out there. You know, I love, I love I'm loving the support. I'm trying to get to reach more and more places. But if you guys haven't already, please go hit the rate the show button on Spotify. Give the show a nice rating. Also do the same thing on, on Apple Podcasts or any pod, any platform you're using to listen to this podcast to make the algorithm build and grow. It just helps me out for sure and I really, really appreciate it. But without any further introduction, before, let's get you into the meat and potatoes. I don't know if you heard that mm-hmm. expression before, yeah? No, that one is a bit more yeah, standard. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Not, 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 not like a cracker. What, what did you say? Back at it like a cracker. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I'm not going to lie. But yeah. So basically, we're going to cover everything that happened over the international break. Uh, football has been taking a bit of a club pause and it's been focusing more on world football or international football. Nari, I know you're a really big fan of that. Um, of course. This is my time. This is where you kind of step up and show your, you know, your real raw interest. I mean, you just the Nari insight. This is a Nari Inside episode. Nari Inside yeah. episode one. Forget Steve or bro. Forget Steven. I'm leaving. I'm here no to more take host. over, man. Yeah, it's, it's a whole. This guy's coming, to, coming from the top to take over from the top, guy. This guy's not playing around. But um, yeah, I just want to touch on the things such as uh, uh, Brazil's big win over Paraguay. And how the other teams in the CONMEBOL World Cup qualifying also did as well next. that I'm certain you guys definitely saw when they played against uh, Venezuela. Um, and I just... Was it Venezuela or Ecuador? I don't remember. One of those teams in, in South America. And it was a crazy Damn. game. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect, but the game was forgettable. Let's be honest. Somebody was... just signed off. <laughs> <laughs> the game was forgettable, man. It really was. But anyways, Brazil were able to get a good win over Paraguay. 4 nothing win. Um, Brazil, who have been absolutely killing it and really being showing their yes, prowess. Yes, sir. Um, I mean... To be honest, everyone has been saying that they think a South American team is going to win the World Cup, and I think that for uh, sure it's definitely looking so up. Too, yeah? For sure, for sure, for sure, it, it's done for the, the European teams this year. You think so? Yeah, yeah they're not going to win this. I year, don't no. think so. I, I don't think so. Meaning, I do agree to. You. I don't think a European team will no, win it. I don't no, not see this it. Year, no. I watch a lot of South American ball, especially because of your influence. I know you're a big fan of it yourself, and obviously you love Brazil. So I watch them a I watch them a lot. Brazil, but uh, because of that, I uh, keep keeping a close eye. And I have to say, the Brazilians, although they do are a bit more inconsistent than we normally expect them to be, I think they've been very, very good in most of their games, and they find a way to even if they don't play well, they still pick up a good result. This is true. I'm still not happy with their overall performance. No, as a true Brazil, Brazil. No, man, it's 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 subpar. It's definitely subpar because you know to to be winning these these qualification games is great and all, but. I, if this is setting the tone, it's not very promising. But 
we'll see we'll see we'll see like i'm optimistic and they they definitely can rise to the occasion and i feel like neymar is, is going to want to prove something this this time around so yes, definitely and, and by the way if you guys haven't watched neymar's documentary now what do you think about that really quickly i know obviously it's actually very well done and extremely insightful i highly recommend watching it especially for any uh major critics of neymar yeah i was one myself and i, I use the word was because i'm no longer because i have a lot more of an understanding as to who he is at his core and what his values and principles are after watching it. So, like you said, I recommend watching it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I saw it myself, I was very, 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 I was very touched. And even that one clip, and you guys will see it if you watch it, which I, and I just recommend it, where he says that, the guy asked him, what's your name? And he says, Neymar, but like in a very like innocent and like very like, you know, um, sheltered way. And only do you see the real, you know, chaotic Neymar that we come to know and, and, and I guess some people love, some people hate now. So it showed me that he is just a human, you know. For a long time, I thought Neymar was trying to be bigger than life. That's a lot of what his personality uh, that he gives us, this impression that he's, you know, he's the biggest celebrity to ever come to, to grace any football field ever. It's true. You know? It's true. But, yeah, like like we said, just I'll let them watch it. Netflix ain't cutting the check yet, you know. Okay, so. true. So I, I shouldn't be giving too much of a reading. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Well, it's 45, 45% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. 45% <laughs> from the two of us. Netflix holla at us, <laughs> But um, yeah, just to add to Brazil, back to Brazil again, I do think Brazil have a good chance. I think them, Argentina, but I mean, Argentina, man, there's a really big question mark over them. I know they won their two games, Lautaro Martinez being an absolute monster. I think he's one of the greatest players uh, to come up recently. I think he's going to become a star. If you guys haven't watched him at Inter, you should keep a close eye on him. Uh, any any player that has a nickname, I know you agree with this, Nari. Any player that has a nickname is often very good. This is true. You look at El Pistolero, Suarez, El Ma- I mean, not now, but How do you think you day. get the nickname? People keep saying your name and they realize, ah, oh, man, I just got to give him something, something easier to say because exactly. his name exactly. is always in the, in the conversation. Exactly, exactly. And even, I mean, Martinez has El Toro. He does play like a bull. It's really cool to see. Like He has mm-hmm. this, like, very hard-headed and stubborn, but in a good way. Like, it's a very tenacious approach to the game. And it's very difficult to stop because he's so, like, he's so willing and so determined. And he doesn't settle for anything except for scoring goals and making sure his team wins. And Argentina were able to profit from that. So they've also been doing very well. Uh, Alexis Sanchez looks like he's back to his best after Chile also won in their most recent game in the uh, World Cup qualifying as well. He looks very, very good. Looking like the Sanchez I used to see at Arsenal, which is, for me, a very heartwarming thing because I was a really big fan of him. And I used he's to love him. He's such a quality him. player. Like he, He's almost never dipped in, in his in his career. Rare. And if it is, it's for a short period yeah. of time. And when he gets back to the form, which we know he can if get it's, to. Like, in, I think he was really injured good. for a little while, right? He was. And then that, that took away. And but Arsenal kind of ruined him. United yeah. kind of ruined I mean, late Arsenal. United yeah. ruined him. Yeah. And, uh, going I forgot to he even played for Man U. Exactly. Nobody yeah. re- See, the fact you're saying that, it tells you nobody remembers he played for Man U. Yeah. Nobody remembers that. So it shows you that he's definitely took a little bit of a dip. But recently, I'd say with the new intercrop of players, he's really become... Um, started for the team and for Chile again he's I think he's the top goal scorer one of the top goal scorers has to be and he's for with reason you know he's easily one of the best players Chile have produced in years yeah you know but uh, they're also going to be a big threat in the World Cup I'm not saying they'll win it but they often are a very sneaky team they are very much yeah. that way yeah and you didn't even mention Eduvi Eduardo Vargas oh they don't know see another nickname but they have to tell yeah. me about that story what's the backstory behind it the backstory to Eduvi you know quickly is just that in FIFA what year was that that we were playing this like, 15, 16. Yeah, I think 2016, FIFA 2016, you know, ultimate team. I just needed some some cheap players to get the team started, and I just stumbled upon Eduardo Vargas. I think he was rated like, it's like 71. Yeah, yes. And if you know, 72. for all the FIFA players, you know that that 71 rated is always like a, a underrated card. Like, it's like they're always yeah. overpowered 71 rated cards. So I found him, and I used him in a couple of fixtures, and I was like, wow, this guy is, this guy is crazy. And this is before... Anybody had knew, known about him, and what really had 
caught my attention is because he has the the Jordan logo tattooed on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, he's the one for sure. Like yeah. you're, he's a special type of person to get the Jordan logo tattooed, let alone on your neck. Yeah, well, it's very visible. Like everyone yeah, can see it. Yeah, you know, put the camera on and everything. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't know if and he doesn't even have a, a deal. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's not sponsored by them. He doesn't even know Michael yeah. Jordan personally. I, I'm, I'm I, I, yeah, exactly. But that's where the, the story comes from. And then we used to just say Aduvian short. Just to refer to him, so well, there's that's a the backstory. Very little anecdote, and to tell you that Chile are definitely going to be a problem with Eduvian Sanchez. But we'll move on to to North America, to a place of which we live, uh, USA. After losing against uh, Canada two nothing, yes, sir. I, I touched on that on my previous episode. You guys should go check that out. I did deeply dive into the Canada's strong victory over their American brothers or neighbors or the people down south. It sounds like Mexicans. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would just say neighbors, yeah. Yeah, just I think it's the best way to put yeah. it, yeah. Um, the the red, white, and blue. But uh, anyways, regardless, they lost against Canada. And I know there's a lot of Americans listening. So this is for you guys. Big win from the States. Uh, Christian Pulisic um, killing off the game, basically, when it was 2 nothing, He made it 3 nothing for the America. Really showed his class with a very good finish. Um, set pieces proving to be the uh, the key that unlocked uh, the Honduran defense, and uh, they bounced back well from the Canadian loss, and will be looking to continue this form once the international break returns. Uh, U.S. play against Mexico at away, which I know Nari for you is definitely always a tricky game. I know you know the Mexicans are yes, a always. tricky customer to uh, to serve. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's a good way to, to put it. Yeah, they're always um, they're there to fight. They're always fight to the end. Although I even have to say, the final even after the final whistle, which yeah. you know we can't even get into right now, <laughs> that's for different. That's, that's a different, different episode again. Different episode, <laughs> different episode. Yeah. But I have to say, though, with that being said, they they seem to kind of lose a little bit of inspiration. They're still Mexico, but they're not as tenacious as they once were. Agreed. So it's that bite that you know that you know me associate yeah. with them. It's still there, but I don't think the level of quality in their in their players and even in the play that they, the way that they play the game, they look a lot more. Um, like a days ago. Yeah, exactly. They look a lot more. But that may be harsh because yeah. they're they're far from it. But it's just more like a the more nonchalant than they have yes, ever appeared to be. That's the word. They, they yeah. do look more nonchalant, and mm-hmm. because of that, you can see it in their in their 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 possession based play, or you know, they're just a style of play that it's kind of it's it's dithered, it's disappeared. We don't see those same Mexico where you you're inspired with, or you're you know you get that feeling of fear or. A worry when you're the opposition. I think they they focus more on moments than they do dominating the whole game. And yeah. it used to be a team that would that would scare you from minute one to minute ninety. Now they scare you in the late sec- late minutes of the game where it gets kind of you know squeaky bum time, as they say. I have to agree. I have to agree. You know, yeah. so then they have Panama at home. Then they pick uh, Costa Rica away. Um, but not that shouldn't be tricky games. I mean, there's three games left in the uh, Concacaf World Cup qualifying. I expect it to be the U.S., uh, Canada, and um, Mexico. And potentially, maybe, no, I'm kidding, not Jamaica. They lost again. Uh, <laughs> so the why do you have to continues. even mention it? Why do you have to even mention sorry, it, sorry. man? I know, I know, I know, I'll keep bringing that It back actually up. hurts. It hurts your soul, doesn't it? No, seriously, it actually it actually gets me so upset. That's why I just completely neglect it, because it's just embarrassing, man. But regular boys, we'll have our day soon. It's coming, it's coming. Yeah, I think I so, I might have too. to start playing for them. <laughs> Yo, yo, reggae boys, let's sign up now, man. Yeah, sign, sign me up, up man. Sign, sign me up, yo. Just give, <laughs> give me a 10-day. Give bro. me a 10-day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> More basketball reference is coming for you guys, yeah? You know, if, you, if you know, you know, the basketball, soccer, it's intertwining. Yeah. But um, on to a basketball-sponsored club. And we will be discussing what occurred at the Pacte de France against Nice in the Coupe de France next. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.
am I? Oh boy. Uh, Michael Jordan. Sacre uh, bleu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Carlos. But uh, yeah, Michael Jordan's. Uh, I mean, PSG is sponsored by Michael Jordan. Um, I don't know why I mentioned that, but we're talking about basketball. But anyway, just to say that PSG were playing in a game against Nice in the um, in the Coupe de France, and they went to the penalty shootout after a very dull nil-nil, 90 minutes worth of time. Lionel Messi finally wearing the number 10 shirt. A player who's basically ghosted. He's become Casper the Ghost in human form, yeah. at least for the last two seasons especially. They even put a stat where they showed how many times Messi's hit the post this season just to kind of gas up his statistic to oh say he should score gosh, this many times man. if they went in. Why, they, why, why is that even a statistic? That's because they said six goals, uh, six assists, and like 15 games or whatever, and 17 times the ball hit the post. Like he struck the post with that. Who cares? <laughs> Who the hell cares, bro? <laughs> Did he score or did he not? And the answer is no. Score, man. He didn't Why score. Why are you talking about that? He man? didn't score. That's he didn't so score. But I, I know you're obviously you're a big you're a big uh, Neymar and Messi critic, and they play together, and obviously they're reunited again, and it feels so I'm, more I'm of a, more of a but Messi critic now. Really, you switched yeah, you switched yeah, lanes. Yeah, yeah. Huh? I took all of the frustrations I on had Neymar, towards Neymar, and I've you channeled I've it, in. it to Messi. The Kamehameha is coming yeah, out. You thought Messi? He thought he was he was safe then. Trying now, man. Honestly, Messi, bro. he's, he's guilty in now. for it, man. He's like, not innocent anymore, is he? No, you can't free the guy. You can't free this from guy. Is bro. just he's completely disinterested. Like, once again, that's another episode to talk about Messi as a whole. But no, we definitely will. It's just, it's sad. Simple. No, I agree, man. I definitely agree. I was watching Messi in this game, and I was thoroughly unimpressed. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly, I, I again, as I've said many times, he looks like a pedestrian. He's not really trying. Not putting the same effort. Not putting the same leadership passion that we did see at Barcelona and I had a feeling that this would happen given that he's gone you know to a club where there's basically about being celebrities a lot about money a lot about status and just overall aura of you know perception of looking like a you know a big club and because of that you can see that when you watch PSG you think to yourself oh man here comes another performance where they play like dull boring football and get another one nothing result and said Messi's brilliance and Neymar brilliance and Mbappe penalty and a Cardi header this game didn't have any of those things, and PSG suffered, and they went to penalty shootout, of which they were cruising for a little bit, and then of course it fell to uh, oh. young Javi Simmons. I feel it for him, man. I really feel it for him, and his attempt—it was a valiant effort because he was, for what it's worth, he was relatively composed. He was. Um, picked a side. What more can you ask him to do? Yeah, really, what more can you ask? And I think. Everybody misses a pen at some point, and everybody misses a high-stakes pen, even the best of the best. So I just feel, and I hope, rather, that he just learns from this experience and just, you know, tightens up his game and develops more confidence, especially, you know, taking penalties because that's all he can get, he can gain from this. And let's be real, does it even matter? PSG is trash right now, so... Wow. That's a big bomb from Nari right there, by the I've way. I've been said that, though. No. I've been said <laughs> I, that. I, I, just, I just had to gas it up a little okay. more. Add a little bit more spice than, than necessary. But just yeah. to say that whenever I hear people slandered, the, the, one of the richest clubs in Europe and now one of the most famous yeah, clubs man. in terms of clothing, in terms of status, you know, just their integration into society and really yeah. being like a cultural thing now as yeah. opposed to just a football club. I find it really, really shocking to hear that people say stuff about PSG in general. I mean, it's, 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 it's clear as day. Like, how can you miss it? You watch the team... They're not inspiring. They display very lackadaisical type ball. Um, that seems to be the word of the day right now. Yeah, it is. Fraudulent, um, fraudulent football is what, what we saw. Yeah. A quick uh, little note, by the way. The keeper for PSG is a uh, keeper for Nice, by the way. He's a loan from PSG. And he celebrated with the most shit like uh, celebration I've ever seen. So, 
PSG Damn. got sent him on loan this season. He saved the penalty from, to, to stop uh, Javi Simmons mm. and slid on his knees and started going wild in front of PSG players and everything. And I think really it was just it was PSG. just the tension, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, a big it's yeah. a big moment. We probably I think he probably is looking back. Damn, probably shouldn't have done all that. But he's actually a good keeper too. That's the thing. He's mm-hmm. a quality goalkeeper. I think he's a former Chelsea keeper, March, March, Martin Boca, I believe his name is. He's been very, very good this season for Nice. Nice have been a good side. They played some good football. Uh, PSG will be disappointed. But moving on to another team in France, Olympique de Lyon, and they played against Olympique de Marseille. It was a very, very good game of football, especially the second half. I mean, there wasn't much atmosphere. Obviously, there was no fans in the stadium in this game, but you could definitely, just as a viewer, you could see the intensity and the passion shown by the players. Uh, definitely a really good performance by one player in particular, Jordan Shakiri, who, you know, he's the kind of the guy you categorize as a great player for Switzerland and not really the greatest for his club. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be going to Chicago Fire, by the way, at the end of the season, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, a uh, big I, move I to the MLS. And uh, I will be mentioning another player, Brazilian as well, after this, who's also going to the MLS, which I know Nara will be interested in. But uh, Leon, um, sure. who had to come had to come back from a one nothing deficit. Uh, Lucas Paqueta was not playing, by the way, Nari. So I know you can mention your Brazilian was not yeah, there. No, I'm I'm looking forward to him, to his performances in the World Cup because I know right now he it's not really happening for him right now. It's not. It's not happening. That's for clear. Him. And I know, but I just know he has the potential. So that's why I champion him. Mm. But yeah, we'll yeah, see. definitely. So he wasn't there, but uh, overall Leon would look very impressive. Shakiri with a really good header, like a header that looked like a Damn. You know, he sprung out of no the business out of heading water. the ball. Zero business. Cleared over at least two defenders to win that. Looked like he jumped over the Eiffel Tower to win that header. And he's in France too, so you know it's even more pertinent. No, Great header real, from Jordan Shakiri. And a really good cross to set up the, or a good dink over the top to give Moussa Dembele, who made the keeper look like a fool with his chip finish as well. Very good finish from Moussa Dembele. Late in the game, late sub, late sub, uh, late substitute, late impact. Nari, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that players should, do you think these players after they score a goal should just basically, um, should they continue to come off the bench late in games and make that impact, or should they be able to start having scored late in the game? It's by, actually by a really good question. That's, I thought about this for so long. I've that's never such a answer. great question because every, I think most people would say that no, he needs to start if he's converting like that. Yes. But in a weird way, you need that player that is, is just going to play his role. Yeah. And understand that, okay, whenever you come on, you're going to change the pace of the game. And being somebody, because I actually, for a, a good portion of my footy career unfortunately i was coming off of the bench i wasn't a starter debunk Ariki style man, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. liverpool legend somebody man, has to, somebody has to do it you know what i mean True. and you just as long as you own up your role and you do the best you can do and you make a difference that's all that counts and i would oftentimes be that player to come on bring in the energy you know chasing down chasing down loose balls um that's not crazy but you know what it is yeah and Football yeah sometimes so, sometimes even converting myself so, just yeah, to say, it's funny, bro. <laughs> funny. It's funny. It's oh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, go yeah. on, go on. Yeah, yeah but anyway, just all, all I was saying is that um, I think it's, it's good to have those players that just you know you play your role, you come off of the bench, and you just you make that difference. And yeah. in bigger games, perhaps you come off sooner, or maybe you do start. Um, yeah, that's that's my take on it. Uh, for me, I, I, for me, it's tricky, especially with. I think it depends on the player, because some players are able to score in open, in open play. They're able to score prior to coming on late as a sub, and when they start the game, and they can also score coming off the bench. I think it depends on the opposition and knowing how to use that player uh, in this, in, a, in the right way. Because Dembele, for example, who is often a starter for Lyon, he um, in this game when he came off the bench, Marseille's defenders were extremely tired. 
And normally mm-hmm. in games he does start them, and when he does start them, he's able to make an impact from the first minute. But in this game, it's very smart thinking because uh, Leon had played with the false nine, playing Rand Cherokee, who's a player I really, really like up front as a false nine. Yeah, he's nine. a great player. Top player, man. Yeah. Elite footballer. An episode will be done dedicated just to him and all the top youngsters coming out. Very, That's very an soon. honor, man. He's. I think he's still, he hasn't even touched 20 yet. He's a teenager. Yeah. My guy's still writing his exams in high school. Oh, man. He still has to be, he's still following the jurisdiction of a bell. Take that in, man. That is crazy. So he started the game still in has place curfew. of a old man. That's crazy. Exactly. Um, you know, his bedtime was, was up at the, at the end of the 90 minutes. His, his parents were yeah. calling him saying, yo, Teu, where are you? <laughs> come, back, come back to the crib. Viens la maison. On a besoin ici. For real, for real. So you know the saying at the end. But yeah, just to say that uh, he, he started over the ex- more experienced Dembele. But um, like I said, I think for me, it depends on the opposition. It depends on the, the circumstance of the game. Because sometimes they can make an impact immediately. And sometimes, uh, meaning they start from the beginning of the match. And sometimes they can make an impact uh, coming off the bench, as he did. But we'll move on. To the African Cup of Nations preview, the final preview, um, Salah and Egypt finding a way to beat Eto'o's loved, beloved Cameroon. Well, that voice cracked. Cameroon. And, uh, that was as well tough. As, I won't even cap. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Wow. But, <laughs> and then you had uh, Senegal comfortably beating Burkina Faso in the semifinal, the other semifinal, 3-1. Uh, it was very good, very good victory. Goes from uh, Sadio Mane in that game as well, making his big impact, you know. It's going to be a Liverpool derby, Liverpool winger derby, Salah versus Mane, oh Sal- gosh, Senegal I'm versus tired. Egypt. Egypt winning on penalties in their semifinal against uh, uh, Cameroon, as I mentioned. Three, as I wrote on Twitter, you guys can check me out, Steve Otonswody, shockingly shit penalties from Cameroon. I mean, like... Arguably the worst penalty <laughs> shootout I've ever seen in my life, and I'm not joking. I've seen at least a hundred penalty shootouts minimum, and that's definitely the worst. I've 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 witnessed penalties shootouts in my life, in my own playing career as me as a footballer, that are better than the ones I witnessed there. Damn, and you really went for the throat. I did, and I'm just saying it to say, like I played with some very terrible players, I played with some very good players. I've seen both sides, and I can tell you that these were atrociously bad, like really, Damn. really, really bad. And to be honest, when it went to penalties, I knew that Egypt were going to win. I just knew it. Because Cameroon inspired me with no confidence. Zero. What is the secret to taking a top-class penalty in your opinion? Confidence. Confidence and composure. That also goes for life. That's a life life lesson right there. Confidence and composure and everything. But... Especially Gandhi bombs again. Had to, I had to. You know, at least one or two. Yeah, man. Every episode, you got to come with your notebook and your pad to say, you know, yeah. "What is Nard saying today? No, my, uh, what's a great, what's a great words of inspiration I must take from this episode?" Have to, have to inspire the youth, you know. Definitely. But yeah, confidence and composure, and you just have to pick your spot and you stick to it. Don't ever change your spot if you're taking anybody who's playing now, looking to play, ends up taking a pen tonight, next game, tomorrow, whatever. Mm. Choose your spot. And you go for it. Even if you feel the keeper is urging towards that side, you go for it with confidence. If you change, I can assure you, well, it's a, it's a higher chance of missing is what I'm getting at. Yeah, so definitely. That's that's the keys. That's the keys. That's a very, very, very good, uh, it's a very good point. And the confidence and composure point I really like, I, I want to add to that. And I would say that not only to being confident and composed, but I feel like a big thing about taking a penalty is to not overthink it, which I think is it's tied into what you're yes, saying, yes, definitely. Yes. And I think kind a lot of hand. times we see penalty takers, that long walk to the penalty spot is where all the emotions and all mm-hmm, the thoughts kind of go mm-hmm, through your head. Mm-hmm. And then that same walk is what kind of changes whether you, you become very confident to no confidence or no confidence to very confident. We've seen it. We've seen some players, they stay completely unconfident the whole walk uh, whole walk towards the penalty spot. Yeah. And we've seen the opposite, where they the whole walk, they're very, very confident and they know they're going to score. A big thing too that I'll, I, I'll add as well is... um. 
before you shoot, smile. It's a good trick. I've never, I have heard that before, because I've told you a long time, yeah, but I never, I, I never really knew what that meant. Yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds crazy. If, to if me. you know, you know. If you right before you're about to, you're about to take the shot, advice, you man. smile and then you take your shot once again with confidence and composure, and it, good results. That's a serious. You see, that's three quotables in one episode. I hope you guys are taking some, some serious notes. I know this is not high school, this is not elementary school, this isn't even university. But I definitely think yeah, I would man. advise a notebook and a pen to come out because this if you're playing footy, which I know a lot of you guys watching probably are, these little tips, little tidbits of information could prove to be useful. Uh, maybe Certainly. it'll be useful for Egypt versus Senegal. Do you have a prediction for the final? Because I'm going to go for a nil-nil, and I think Senegal will win on penalties. That's why I'm saying all of this. I would, le- I would love for that to be the case. Um, you're going to back Mohammed, the king himself, Mohammed Salah. I don't like Mo Salah. So you don't like Mo Salah? No, I don't think I've, I've you know disclosed that on air here you but definitely to me, it's I out there now is, yeah, it's out is, there now no i'm not a fan of mo salah i don't appreciate his game no we spoke about him before actually now, now that I'm have we this. yeah yeah last we have, time we mentioned egypt we have spoke about him but uh just because i love the country egypt i would like egypt as a country to win if salah couldn't <laughs> not win as a part of that <laughs> i'd be happy but you know, this guy's putting too 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 many filters on yeah, his win, man, bro. Honestly, but, but you, you can't pick a result. You can't tell me who's gonna win the game. You can't. You, you, are you gonna tell me? Want to be boring? Towards... Boring like that? Simple yes. like that? Yes. Okay, let me yeah. let me get a boring a boring response, and then it's can... gonna be one nil Senegal. Really? Is Sadio Mane gonna bag? No, he's not gonna bag. Oh, no, disrespect, bag. man! You know, I was watching bag. some Sadio Mane highlights prior to this episode. Mm-hmm. And just kind of reminded myself of what he's good at, what he's not so good at. Yeah. I have to say, he plays like a true African. And that's no disrespect. But that's just to say that he's very, very quick, very aggressive. No very... disrespect. No disrespect. No, then genuinely no disrespect. I love my Africans. That's why I'm watching that fun We love closely. Eto. We love Drogba. Yeah, man. We love... who? Who's another star? Um, SEN. SEN. Yeah. yeah, Yaya Toure. The list goes on. Yaya. Even Jervinho, again. There we go. The streets. just want to make that go. clear because, you know, you know how people be. No, no, no. That wasn't mm-hmm. me. But again, I should. No, no. It's good. It's good. It's good. We're yeah, good. For we're sure. Good, I never good. meant to say that. As yeah. like, I don't rate them. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that Mane, to me, plays like a traditional African winger, for sure. And I'm certain Africans listening, you guys will know what I mean. Um, but definitely, when I watched him play, I thought to myself, he he has a skill that you don't see many other players. He's very, very quick-minded, which I really, really admire because I think to myself, a lot of wingers nowadays take too long when they're in possession. And then when he gets the ball, he makes a decision right away. And that's why I think Senegal could win this in open play from a split decision from him, just like that. A simple moment, he gets the ball on the wing, he takes two touches, one through ball pass or one, you know, quick-minded decision, like I said, mm-hmm. and the game is over. Although Egypt have defended exactly I can see that. I can see that as well, actually. Like, I think I had said he, he wouldn't score because I don't want him to score. Yeah. But if I'm being honest, I, I can definitely see him scoring because he gets in the right positions a lot. He does. He gets in, And I think with his team, his national team, they're going to be looking to find him. And very similarly to how he plays in uh, our on Liverpool, yeah. where he's just getting service after service over and, and, and over and over and over, and over again. Over I think he can, he can find a way to, to get the conversion. I would like that to happen because, yeah, just no for Salah. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. So you want Senegal to win. Okay. So you, I want Senegal come to win. A, a final conclusion yes. on that. Okay, cool. And then the FA Cup, the final thing I want to discuss, which is that uh, Manchester United, obviously, they just crashed out of the FA Cup, a club that's known for their course their famous and great history in english football they just lost to middlesbrough on penalties anthony alanga who's mm-hmm. also a teenager just like javi simmons who we mentioned earlier so there's clearly a trend this episode penalties how to take them how to not to take how not to take them why youngings are never good at taking penalties Man, that was that all was that a bad one on him that was a bad one though 
I have to be You can real. miss, you know. There's ways to miss a penalty. There, I do you can miss with grace, and that wasn't it. That was not a graceful miss. That wasn't a graceful miss. the imagination. He, he really just... It was a shank. And, you know, he... I think he... I was telling you when we were watching it, yeah. Stephen, that uh, he was just going for the power. Way too much power. You can't do that. Because I think he, he was in, obviously intimidated by the keeper. Imagine you, you're a teenager, you're looking at this grown man in goal who's has at least five inches in height over you. He does. He was a tall keeper. Yeah. You're thinking, I have Normally. to beat him with pace because if I place it, he might get it. Understandable, but... I don't think he should even have gone. I know he's he's getting to the point where he'd have to go anyways because he's one of the players, active mm. players on the field, but I think it should have been given to a more senior player. And then you reach him at the end. like, And not to say you want to make him the decisive one, but at any time he would be decisive at, when it reaches sudden death. I think there's just no good time to have him put in there because if you had him in the first, you wouldn't put him in the first five. Exactly. And there's no wanna, good time. You, 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 there's but you know why? You, you don't put him in the first half because you expect to win in the first five. Yeah, that's evident. That's exactly. evident. Yeah. But that's why they thought that we would never come to him. He'll probably go 15th, whatever that means. Right, you know, right, right. That, and of course, it's not an actual number, but you know what I, I mean? I think the keeper should have taken one next. I think he should have been the very last, last resort. Same. And I don't think that's something that coaches factor in or players who are that age factor in for themselves, that they shouldn't be the one to come 7th, 8th, or ninth. It should yeah. be, like you said, a keeper or someone. You know, who they have the, the Premier League experience. They have the, the league experience. Dean Henderson is an experienced keeper. Mm-hmm. He's played for some relatively big clubs in the, over the last two, three years. Elanga's only coming to the scene now. Like He's only starting to play football because of Ralph Ranick's uh, obsession with playing youngsters and playing young players. Right. But United are now out of the FA Cup. They're not going to win the AFL Cup. They are also... They have a chance to win the Champions League. I mean, we can discuss that in the future episode. I know you don't think so, but I mean, United could be that Why club. Why are you even going to give any of their fans? <laughs> okay. For their fan base's sake, I'll say they have a chance. But yeah, we'll end it there. Um, and then I just wanted to ask you, who do you think is going to win the FA Cup overall? Because we will cover all the results and the, the games that happened in the FA Cup in the next Friday night session. But definitely just want to ask Nari's opinion on the winner of the FA Cup overall. Leicester... Chelsea, who's, Liverpool. Who's, yeah, who's still in? That's all I was just about to ask. Um, uh, City. I'm at a loss right now. Um, Everton. Mm, I don't want to say City. I don't want to say You don't want to say City? I don't want to say them. I think City will. But win. I think they will. Yeah, I, I think, think City they will. will. It's looking like slim pickings right now. Yeah, you're choosing from the best teams in, in England's top four already, basically. Yeah. Like, it's... It, is it really a hot take to be made? Not, not really. No, no. I'm, I'm just gonna go with City. Okay. Keep it simple. I'll go with City too. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But uh, again, we will end the episode there on that very same note. When City play in the FA Cup, we will be discussing their fixture. It's coming up uh, this weekend. We'll be t- talking about it next week. As always, like I said before, go check out my other content, my other episodes. I am absolutely everywhere. You guys will see Stephen talks about everywhere. I promise. Make sure to hit the Rate the Show button on Spotify and also make sure to leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or any platform that you listen to this podcast on it. Like I said, Please do. we massively appreciate it. We're trying to go global. We're trying to go big. Nari, send us away. Send us off into the into the, uh, the stratosphere. Take it easy, guys. That's all I got to say. <laughs> okay. Take it easy. Yeah, cut, 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 cut. <laughs> Back at it like a crack addict. Hey, everyone. Are you enjoying the content? please be sure to leave a rating and a review and to check out my other episodes. If you're looking for more Steven Talks Soccer content, you can find me at STS Pod on Instagram, at Steve Talks Footy on Twitter, and at Steven Talks Soccer on TikTok. Become a consistent starter in the STS squad.